This is another episode of Stand Up Comedy, your host and MC, celebrating 40 plus years on the fringe of show business. Stories, interviews, and comedy sets from the famous and not so famous. Here's your host and MC, Scott Edwards. Hi, and welcome to this week's bonus show. I've put together something special for you, my podcast listeners. This is titled An Audience of One, where we're asking friends and comics to bring their funny. And this week, we have a terrific guy, one of the top comic magicians in the country, Larry Wilson. Larry, thanks for joining us on this special bonus program. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you. We're looking to bring some quick funny to our audience uh, out there. Uh, do you have a good joke or something for us? Well, I have a fantastic joke. I, I wonder if it'll play here without any visual. As you know, Scott, I don't really tell jokes. So <laughs> I think jokes are fantastic. It's just not sort of what I do. When I think when someone says a joke, I always think of our good friend Kevin Pollock, who I used to play poker with a lot in Los Angeles. And Kevin would be cracking up the whole table stuff. And I remember a joke that he told one time that is one of my favorite jokes. So I'll tell that. Oh, I can't wait. I love Kevin Pollock. Oh, my God. He's a genius. You know, he's unbelievable. So <laughs> I could tell all these Kevin Pollock stories that would just crack you up to know it. But um, I love this joke, especially now when Kevin does, he does all these uh, accents and he throws in all these. Uh, fantastic uh, audio cues of the... Uh, yeah, he's an amazing impressionist. Of the gist of this, oh, unbelievable. Just unbelievable. But the gist of the joke is some old British um, military men are sitting around a men's club and they're ruminating about their history. And there's some younger men there. And one of the older men says, oh, it's original, Reginald. Perhaps you tell these younger chaps about the time you came face to face with a man-eating tiger in Burma. And uh, to Reginald said, oh, yes, yes, of course. A dreadful, dreadful experience. Uh, I was out there in the bush uh, searching. I had no idea there were any sort of wild animals. And I pulled open some of the grass, and there I was, face to face, with an 800-pound lion. Wow! I'm ashamed to say I fouled myself. <laughs> One of the younger men says, well, Sir Reginald, I wouldn't feel bad at all. Anyone would feel would have that reaction face-to-face with a man-eating lion. And Sir Reginald says, no, no, I meant just now when I went, wow! <laughs> <laughs> you can see why I love that joke so much. Oh, yeah, that's course, so great. It's when you have the visual with it, and when you have uh, Kevin Pollock adding in all these fantastic British uh, accents, the right? Right. Well, also. Larry, we've been friends for a long time, and I don't know anybody that tells a better funny story than you. You might have something to share with the audience. Well, I can remember so many fantastic events uh, at Laughs Unlimited, but the story that I always think of about Laughs Unlimited is, God, I don't know, 
maybe 10 years in or so, I can't remember how long it was, you had rented or purchased, I don't know, uh, a home for us to stay in, you know. And it was in a nice uh, suburban neighborhood that was maybe 10 minutes from the club. And I, you must forgive me, I can't remember the name of the neighborhood, but, you know, it's like a bedroom community. It was all nice homes there, moms and all nice attendants. I used to work there at your club, I don't know, three or four times a year. So I would, you know, either it was in Tahoe or I was in L.A. and I would drive in. It got to the point where I would just drive first to the house and drop my stuff off and then come over to the club. And, stuff. and I'll never forget one time I came there. It was a spring afternoon, early evening, because it was still light out. and. Some of these neighborhood streets, I guess, just sort of look very similar to one another. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm, sure, I'm sure you remember this story. But I was positive that I knew exactly where I was going. I turned in, went down the street, went to the house, and I'm sure that they were tract houses, which is why I mistook this house for another house. But yeah, they all look alike. I was positive. Yeah, but I was positive this was the house. And the two guys you had me with that week, I can't remember who they were, but they're guys I'd worked with many times before and always had a fantastic time. We always had tons of laughs and fun, and it was just, you know, it couldn't have been better, the whole thing. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to freak these guys out. So I pulled in the driveway, and I grabbed my bags, I come up the front door, I thought, oh, this will crack them up. I kicked the front door open, and I leap into the house carrying my bag and I shouted, Honey, I'm home. <laughs> and I look and there is a very lovely black family <laughs> sitting at their dinner table and they're absolutely frozen. They're looking at me <laughs> like this is like, this is the worst nightmare they could imagine. The, the most, I look like some... It's like a really happy home invasion. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm some long-haired, bearded freak. I've got these two huge bags. I just kicked their front door open and screamed, Honey, I'm home. And they were motionless. They all had turned from the table and were looking at me with expressions of horror on their faces. <laughs> And I instantly realized, oh, my God. And I just said, I said, I'm terribly sorry. I, please forgive me. I, and I'm now slowly backing out. I said, <laughs> I, I thought this was a different, I, it's, I can't explain it. I'm sorry, but I didn't, I, I didn't mean to, you, please, please excuse me. I'm so sorry. Back out. They never moved the entire time I was there. Frozen in I fear, I bet. I, I would imagine. I, would have been. <laughs> I jumped in my car, sped away, and sure enough, the correct house was like a block away. <laughs> oh, and that's funny. Oh, Larry. I, went and I, was so, I was so timid when I got to the real house. I knocked on the door, and whoever the you know opening act or middle act was said, oh, hey, what's happening? I told them the story. They thought that was the funniest thing. <laughs> it is. I ever. Oh, hey, and, thanks and for. Sh oh, I that's you, great. Thanks for uh, sharing that story. 
What a great interaction of, of a comic thinking he's being funny and scaring the poop out of people. <laughs> Look, I, I can't tell you how many times I thought about that family. I felt so bad. I thought, I don't even, I couldn't even find a house again if I tried. But I just thought, God, I wish I could send them a letter and apologize or <laughs> yeah, but that give was... them free tickets to the show or something, you know? Yeah, but it's just one of those moments. We all have those things that happen in our lives you could never plan for. And just the image of you jumping in, bounding into the room, honey, I'm home, to these people startled at dinner. I just think that's great. Well, Larry, thanks for sharing some of your funny. We'll be... Looking forward to another podcast. You already have one out there. Uh, and don't forget, everybody, the Wilson Method. You can look it up on the Google and check it out. But, Larry, thanks for doing this special bonus podcast, An Audience of One. Thanks, everybody. Stay tuned Sunday. There'll be a new full show. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Stand Up Comedy, your host and MC. For information on the show, merchandise, and our sponsors, or to send comments to Scott, visit our website at www.standupyourhostandmc.com. Look for more episodes soon and enjoy the world of stand-up comedy. Visit a comedy showroom near you.